Oh, hell, do you read me? Affirmative, Dave. I read you. What's up, everybody? You're listening to a brand new episode of the All Things Dave podcast, and I'm your host, Phantom Dark Dave. I got Andy back on the show, and we're just catching up. Andy, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Dave? Living the dream. Are you? <laughs> okay. Well, you said that on the Nightmare on Elm Street episode, so I guess you're still doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Man, we uh, we tried to get this episode out, what, two or three times by now, but... As everybody knows, we're in the thick of the holidays, and my work schedule gets so crazy, much like everybody else's, but it is a lot less time to do the things that we love to do, like podcasting, but I'm glad that uh, we had the opportunity to do it today. Yeah, for sure, man. It's, it's always fun podcasting and just you know shooting the shit, I guess. <laughs> and last time I had you on here, as mentioned, you know we did the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and we still got some other movies on the pipeline planned. But I thought we'd take today and just kind of have a fun uh, general chat, no pre- no you know hardcore prepping or anything like that. Just a couple buddies talking about the holiday season because I had a lot of uh, fun when I brought you on here last year, and we did this whole like Halloween special. And I thought this time we kind of flip the gears and talk about how your Thanksgiving went, and then how things are going in prep for Christmas, and then what horror movies you're able to squeeze in between so tell me all about this uh holiday season man how's it going that's going okay uh, you have some bumps a couple bumps in the road but uh it's we're we're making it through uh you know the holidays can always be a little bit stressful with family stuff or whatever trying you know it's just trying to figure out whose house we're going to or uh who's you know like and then all the whole gift giving thing you know that's kind of like a another pile of you know, just you know, it's like if you're try- actually trying to buy presents for people, it's a lot harder than just like saying, "Hey, we're gonna just gonna give you a gift card." But like, uh, oh, my the wife gift card's like, the way to go. 100%. I know. I yeah, that that's my thought. But my wife actually likes to Put give some thought stuff into to it. Yeah, so it just <laughs> makes it that much harder. But it's all good. Uh, but we'll make it through. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, doing a lot of podcasting just on my own, on my own show. It's been good and been able to keep that up over the holidays, which I'm proud of. And, uh, yeah, watch trying to watch some, some cool movies. I just subscribed to shutter last month. So, Oh, you beat me to, check... to it, man. <laughs> but yeah, I was trying to check out stuff on there, see what I've been missing. Yeah. I was listening to the terrible terror podcast the other day and he told me it's a wonderful knife just dropped on shutter. And that's a movie I really wanted to see. I don't know if you got your eyes on that one or not, but if you watch it, you'll have to let me know. It looks really cool. Yeah. It's definitely one of my radars. It's slasher. So I'll definitely probably check it out. It went to theater, but it didn't come to any theater that was close enough that I was willing to drive to. And then before I knew it, it wasn't even theater no more. So I guess it's safe to say it had a limited release, but it'll probably do really good on shutter. That's a good place for it. Yeah, and speaking of holiday slashers, I still need to go see Thanksgiving. You've seen that, right? Opening day, bro. Absolutely. Wow. Cool. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see that You will love one. it. I'm telling you. And <laughs> I was going to do a solo episode on it, but guess what? Holidays didn't get the time. So uh, I'll use this opportunity to give a complete spoiler-free, spoiler-free review and just say anybody who's 
a fan of my show or a fan of Andy's show, if you love horror movies as much as we do, Eli Roth knocks it out of the park. I'm not saying it's the greatest movie ever made, but if you're a horror fan and you like movies that are fun and have practical effects, it's one to see. If you like 80 slashers, it's one to see. Highly recommend. Andy, I can't wait to hear back from you after you see it, because then I'll be like, what took you so long? Yeah, so yeah, sounds sounds right in my alley. <laughs> but, uh, man, I took some time to do a little research here, and I thought I'd throw a couple of things at you. You ready for this, what I got planned? All right, yeah, let's hear it. I was going to talk to you about a couple of surveys that I saw of the top 10 worst Christmas movies and the top 10 best Christmas movies, all according to Rotten Tomatoes. You want to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's start with the worst movies because I don't agree with this list, but let's go into what is considered some of the worst Christmas movies ever made according to Rotten Tomatoes, starting off with number 10. Andy, I want to know, have you seen it? The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause from 2006. No, I haven't seen it. Okay, have you seen any of the Tim Allen Santa Claus movies? No. <laughs> okay, and I, I knew you're, you know, how you feel about the Christmas thing, but that's why you were fun to talk about this here because maybe yeah. I can get some of these on your list. I completely disagree. I love this movie. It's not a great movie, but if you like part one, you'll love part three because part three is kind of a time paradox where they touch base on part one, and in my personal opinion, it's better than part two. It's a lot of fun. It has Martin Short in it. Who doesn't love Martin Short? So. Yeah, yeah, he's great. All right, Andy, number nine from 1996, Jingle All the Way. I've not seen this one either. <laughs> oh, you're killing me, Smalls. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, how did you skip this movie? You were a product of the 80s and 90s, my dude. Yeah, I don't know. I guess... Uh, did you grow up on a farm? No. <laughs> okay. I don't have any excuses. That's right, because Julie grew up on a farm, and she's still seen this movie. <laughs> oh, dang. Okay. All right, well, there's going to be people out there who probably swerved and missed hitting a cow because, you know, you distracted them by not seeing Jingle all the way. But don't see the sequel. I don't recommend that. Let's go to number eight. Number eight's finally one that I've never seen. It's called A Merry Friggin' Christmas, and it's from 2014. It kind of looks like a who's who, but Robin Williams, one of his last movies. No, I can't say that I've seen that one either. Have you heard of it? I don't think so. Yeah, this one was definitely under the radar for me. I, I don't know anything about this one. Uh, I almost watched it just for in prep for my Robin Williams podcast, but I had already had so many good ones, I was like, I'm not going to waste the time. Let's go to number seven, because I know you've seen this. From 2006, The Black Christmas Remake. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty good, actually, I thought. Doesn't belong on the worst Christmas movie list, does it? No, I don't think so i mean i could definitely think of some worse christmas movies you know like half the hallmark christmas movies they make <laughs> oh i don't want to lose my hallmark listeners don't say that. oh sorry <laughs> but uh yeah i actually need to rewatch that one it's been a while since i've seen it but i remember liking it and i think like when it first came out people didn't really like it they're kind of like turning their nose up at it but i think since then it's kind of gotten to where people are starting to kind of rewatch it and actually give a little bit of credit do you think a lot of the nose turning was maybe a lot of folks who saw this movie had not seen the original from the 70s yeah that, i mean that's probably part of it but also i think people that had seen the original and just didn't like the idea of a remake the probably liberties too. that they took in this one it, i remember seeing this movie from blockbuster and i liked it so much i bought it on dvd back when you used to be able to get four for 20 and uh I had seen the original before multiple times, and I thought what they did in this one was a unique take with it. And it had some of the who's who actresses in it at the time that were very popular in the 2000s. And I thought it was pretty solid. It definitely went places the original didn't go. But I have not seen the latest remake. Did you watch that one? No, I haven't seen that one either. I listened to Brian right. do a review on it, and... It kind of made me want to watch it. Um, it was one that I was okay with listening to a podcast on a movie that I hadn't seen before because originally I was going to never watch the movie. But uh, I don't know. It, it definitely fit today's time. I, I think it took some liberties with it as well. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess you can't beat the classic, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. That The first one is, is great. Let's go into another movie I've never heard of. The sixth worst Christmas movie, according to Rotten Tomatoes, is from 2008 called An American Carol. You ever heard of this? Um, 
Maybe. Do you know what the? Does it say what the plot is? Oh, I did not write down the plots. No, I just wrote okay. a list of these movies. May, the one movie Andy knows. Oh yeah, American Carol. Absolutely. Because <laughs> it kind of sounds like one of those Hallmark movies or something. But... Yeah, could be. All right, I'll blow past it because I can't talk about it. Number five from 1994. This is a movie that I guess I never realized was a Christmas movie. I've never seen it, but I've always been intrigued because it has a couple of actors in it that I really like. It's from 1994. It's called Mixed Nuts. Wow, I don't think I've ever heard of this one. (laughs) So it's a Steve Martin comedy, but I know that Adam Sandler's in it. And it was one of his earlier movies, obviously, but that's enough to get me to want to watch it. Steve Martin's awesome. Adam Sandler's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Hey, side note. Did you know that Steve Martin used to do porn? What? Yeah, Steve Martin, before his hair was gray, he actually had like dark hair. He used to be a porn star. How about that? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it brings another like look when it comes to a movie called Mixed Nuts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, number four. Uh, uh, hmm. Surviving Christmas from 2014. No, I don't think I've – I have not seen that one. I remember the trailers for this one. It has Ben Affleck in it. I didn't watch it. It looked pretty cheesy, but – uh, cheese doesn't always equal bad, so I don't know. I know Ben Affleck gets a lot of hate sometimes, but at this time period, he was making some pretty interesting films. So, Surviving Christmas. Number three, this one just irritates the shit out of me because I like this movie, but I accept it for what it is. 2006, Deck the Halls. Ever heard of it? Ever seen it? This has Danny DeVito in it and Matthew Broderick and their neighbors. They live on the same street and they're like decorating their houses and they're trying to outdo each other. And Danny DeVito, his end goal is to get his house seen from outer space. Like he wants it to be that bright. I think I might have seen this one, but I think I was getting it confused with Christmas at the Cranks or something like that. I don't know. Okay, well, hold that thought because number two is from 2004, (laughs) Christmas with the Cranks. And I love this movie. Yeah, now I remember this is this has Jamie Lee Curtis, right? It does. Yeah, you point out the screen queen and Tim Allen. Okay, yeah, Tim yeah, Android, I, yeah. I remember seeing this one. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, it is funny. Like, it, I when I did these lists, I guess I didn't consider that I'm taking a list from Rotten Tomatoes, and so this is not going to be like necessarily. I mean, I guess there is a Rotten Tomatoes score, audience and critics, but overall, it's not like entertainment weekly or something like that this is going to be just something that gets reviewed in a certain way but man christmas with the cranks does not deserve to be on this list it is hysterical (laughs) i'm surprised it's so high on the list (laughs) (laughs) right well check this out because this one blew my mind top 10 worst christmas movies of all time according to rotten tomatoes is a movie that i've never seen it's from 2010 it's called the nutcracker and obviously there's many versions of this one but when i looked into what this one was I don't remember seeing a preview for it. I don't remember anything about it. But to be the worst Christmas movie of all time was kind of a letdown. I was expecting something like Santa Claus versus the Martians or something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, This must be pretty bad to kind of beat out all those other kind of movies that you think of. All right, so now I'm going to flip gears on you, and I'm going to tell you about what they said the best Christmas movies on. And let's put this in contrast to the worst ones because I feel like you can mix these lists together and you'd have a much better list than what they gave us. But for the best Christmas movies, this is one that blew me away because I thought this would be number one, if not number two. And they're saying the 10th best Christmas movies from 1945, and it's, it's A Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is surprising it's so low. Yeah, because that is a, a movie that everyone loves. It's very well regarded. And when I see some of these other movies that have beaten it, I'm like, where do you get your stats from? Yeah. Number nine from 2015, Carol. So kind of a recent one. I don't know anything about it. But yeah, I've never heard of that one. <laughs> I, you know, they're, they're taking that name and using it a lot. Yeah. Let's go number eight. I remember this. I didn't see it, but it's from 2019. It's called Claws, K-L-A-U-S, and it was an animated movie. I don't know if it was a Netflix original, but I remember when it came out. I didn't watch it, but it did get good reviews. So I'm sure you didn't watch that one. You don't watch a lot of animated stuff. Yeah, no, I haven't seen this one. Well, here's one you've definitely seen uh, from the same year. It's Little Women, the remake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You've never seen a little woman before, bro? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll blow past that. Let's go to number six. This one I know the world loves. Uh, I wonder how you feel about it. It's from 1993. It's The Nightmare Before Christmas. 
Oh, yeah, this is a fun movie. Do you watch this one in rotation? No, I've actually only seen it like one time, but I liked it when oh, I saw yeah, it. Oh, yeah, you should watch it again if you liked it because it's actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I remember when I saw this movie as a kid, it kind of blew my mind how the animation style was done because it's stop motion, and I had never seen anything like that before. But I understood the concept of how it was done, and even though I was astounded aesthetically, like it looked amazing, I remember it, my mind like started to hurt when I thought about how many steel frame shots they probably had to do to make this work, and the passion that went into it. I was just like, that makes it worth it, just the effort that's put into it. But yeah, I wonder why we never got a sequel to this movie, because it's pretty notorious. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I'm sure it's at the top of a lot of people's lists absolutely but is it I'm, a halloween movie or is it a christmas movie you know well yeah that's that's the thing <laughs> according to this list it's a christmas movie but hey man we're gonna get into a classic now number five from 1947 it's miracle on 34th street tell me you've seen this oh yeah this is a great movie i didn't see it until about two or three years ago for the very first time and it blew my mind it was actually really good yeah no it's it's a good movie i mean because it you, know, you have this little girl that doesn't believe in Santa Claus, which is it's kind of unusual, but uh, but it says she has an interesting, uh, you know, the story is interesting how it kind of unfolds and kind of where it ends up. I would say any movie's good that features Macy's in it, but that's not true because I've seen the Very Turtle Christmas and that movie fucking sucks. So, all right, Andy, I'm gonna take you to number four. It's from 2015. I've never heard of it. Tangerine. Yeah, it's a mystery to me. I've uh, never heard of that either. <laughs> well, I mean, it's apparently one of the best Christmas movies. We need to get on this. Let's go to yeah. number three. This one came out this year. It's called The Holdovers. When I went and saw Thanksgiving, I saw a billboard, like, not billboard, I'm fucking stupid, a cardboard cutout for this movie, but I guess I didn't realize it was a Christmas movie. You know anything about it? I I saw it was in the theater, and, you know, I didn't realize it was a Christmas movie, though, but I've heard it's, I, you know, it's getting pretty good reviews, though. I think... Is this a comedy uh, or a drama or both? Yeah, I think it's like a comedy, and I think I know that Mad Wolf really likes this movie. Okay. Uh, you know, Hope and, Hope and George, so, yeah. uh, you know, if they like it, it's got to be good. Huh. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, hold on a second here. <laughs> they paid it on some movies I love. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, but it, it's great. Uh, those guys are awesome. If anybody, any of my listeners out there does not know the Fright Club podcast, um, you should check that out. They're awesome. Number two is going to be a personal favorite of mine. It's from 1940. It's The Shop Around the Corner. Tell me you've seen this movie. Jimmy Stewart. No, I have not seen this one. All right. Well, if you like classics uh it's a wonderful life and miracle on 34th street you have to watch the shop around the corner it's a movie that i absolutely love i love jimmy stewart julie loves jimmy stewart we watch a lot of jimmy stewart movies together but if it's a wonderful life is the only christmas movie with jimmy stewart you've ever seen do yourself a favor and see another because you might recognize the plot in this movie this was the original and it was done, they made a remake of it called The Good Old Summertime, and then they did another remake of it called You've Got Mail. Oh, okay. So if you've seen You've Got Mail, then I'm like, why haven't you seen The yeah. Shop Around the Corner? That's I had no idea. Now I guess I gotta see it. <laughs> Alright. Number one, best Christmas movie according to Rotten Tomatoes is a movie that I often hear people argue over if it's even a Christmas movie at all. It's from 1944, which means there's a fat chance Andy has seen it. It's called Meet Me in St. Louis. I know you've heard of it. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I have not seen it, though. Oh, okay. Judy Garland, right? Judy Garland, absolutely. Yep. This is one of, I think, maybe number two, Johnny Stagg's second favorite movie, just right behind Dr. Zhivago. I'm a big Judy Garland fan, but Johnny Staggs told me this movie was his second favorite, so I had to watch it. I fell in love with it. Meet Me in St. Louis is a fantastic movie. If you love 1940s musicals, MGM stuff, then it's the movie for you. But if nothing else, there is a particular sequence that takes place during Christmas time that is just very heartfelt and just it'll get you. It'll, it'll pull on the heartstrings and be what you want it to be. And so do I call it a Christmas movie? Maybe. Do I call it the best Christmas movie of all time? Not really. So, Andy, 
The question I have for you is, I just looked at the top 10 worst and the top 10 best Christmas movies, all according to Rotten Tomatoes, and ain't nowhere on this list is the motherfucking Grinch. Where's my Grinch movies? There's three of them. None of them made the list. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. Yeah, there's something going on here. We have Black Christmas from 2006, and we can't get no Grinch. Uh, Have you seen all three Grinch movies? I have seen none of the Grinch movies. (laughs) You've not seen the original... Dr. No. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's only like 25 minutes, man. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. Like, I've never seen that. I've never sat down and watched it. Oh. I don't know. Oh, and, okay. Have you seen The Mean One? <laughs> uh, no. Have you heard of a movie called The Mean One? No. <laughs> All right, you got your phone by you? <laughs> yeah. All right, go over to IMDb or Google and look up The Mean One and then put, like, horror movie or something, and I want to see your reaction to this because... What if I told you there was a horror movie that recently came out? I cannot find it unless maybe I try some sort of Plex server type shit. But what if I told you that David Howard Thornton, the guy that plays Terrifier, plays a killer Grinch? Oh, that's cool. That's why it's called The Mean One because, you know, well, actually, I guess you wouldn't know the song goes, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what kind of public domain, you know, loyalties are there, but I'm pretty sure you can't make a horror movie called The Grinch, but uh, yeah. But Andy, I thought now we would take the time to talk about some of our personal favorite Christmas movies, be it horror or not. But, uh, you know, in Halloween time, obviously we have our Michael Myers. Christmas time, what are your non-negotiables? So for me, I definitely got to watch The Christmas Story. Yes, let's Um, stop there. Yes, A Christmas Story. I love that movie, man. Did you grow up watching that one, or did you discover it late? No, I grew up watching it. Uh, so I probably, so I, I bet you what happened was the Grinch was on one channel and a Christmas story was on the other channel, and I just was watching the wrong channel all my life, I guess. And it was like, man, fuck this cartoon. I'm watching this dude with the rifle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's just that movie. It's it's just I've always thought it was funny. You know, I thought it was funny when I was a kid. And then as an adult, it's funny for different reasons, you know, but yes. it's still funny. And, man, it's just it never gets old. My wife doesn't really get into it, but uh, I love it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's one of those just kind of crazy movies. Uh, I, yeah, I kind of put it into the same vein as, like, Napoleon Dynamite. You know, it's just kind of one of these funny just turn-your-brain-off movies. That's and, an outstanding comparison because those are movies that – I don't want to say the term product of its time because that usually is used in a negative light. But when you watch the movie, it totally captures that time period of the film and you're kind of mesmerized and lost in it. And it only works for the jokes that are supplied in the movie to that time period. You know what I mean? But it's an amazing time. Well, it's funny. Like, yeah, so it's set in a particular time period, but it's still – like, as a kid, I still could relate to everything that Ralphie was going through, you know? Sure. And, uh, yeah, so it still felt – it didn't feel dated, you know, e- You know, even back – you know, when I was a kid watching it. Are you saying you remember that time when you said, oh, fuck, <laughs> and then your mom <laughs> attacked you? <laughs> yeah, it never, never, never happened to me, but uh, – What would you say if I told you that I never saw that movie as a kid? I, in fact, didn't watch it until – a couple of years ago for the first time and i love it cool yeah that, i mean that's that's fine i don't nothing really surprises me anymore <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> dave is a mixed bag watch out yeah man <laughs> i've always known in the movie because anywhere you go you always hear you'll shoot your eye out and i thought that was a porn reference however uh it's not i mean it's a different kind of loaded gun but man <laughs> i remember i went over to my buddy's house and uh, his wife made chicken enchiladas, and we ate chicken enchiladas and watched a Christmas story, and it was right around Christmas time. And I was like, this movie is incredible. And since then, it's been in my Christmas rotation. In fact, hey, Julie, if you're listening to this episode, we should watch a Christmas story tonight when you get home. But did you know they made a sequel to it? Like, okay, they've made two sequels. So they made another sequel to it, and... From what I've noticed, nobody watched it because I don't know if people didn't know it existed or what, but it changed actors. It was something different. I think it was summer-based or something. But then, like, now that we're doing all these recalls, another one came out, I think, what, last year, if not two years ago. I forgot about it. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's like a Christmas Christmas story or something like that. Hmm. 
I need to see it, but it's basically Ralphie's all grown up, same actor, and he's an adult and has kids, and it's told from that way. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I remember one of the biggest things I loved about A Christmas Story, obviously all the characters, they're just so colorful, so fascinating, but my dude, the dad, you gotta love that guy. Uh, I remember him watching him on TV, he did, was that, Kolchak, the Night Stalker? Hell yeah. Oh, oh Andy's <laughs> eyes lit up. Did you know I knew about that show too, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, we should cover I mean, that pilot episode sometime. Yeah, uh, let's do it. <laughs> cool. Get back into some horror. But all right, Christmas Story is a great pick. What else do you love? Uh, National Pins Christmas Vacation. Okay, I can see the kind of list that you have, and I'm really going to enjoy <laughs> this. And so is my buddy Kyle from Back in Time Podcast. He likes these kind of movies too. Dude, I grew up with Christmas Vacation, but exactly what you said about A Christmas Story applies for me here. It's a movie that I thought was funny, but holy shit, it's even funnier as an adult because I missed a lot of stuff that went over my head. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, you've got uh, yeah, just all, all the stuff with the family, and it's there's a lot of like slapstick humor that you can catch as a kid, but then like, you know, there's like other stuff with like what's going on with his work and with just the family stuff going on and uh, family dynamics, you know, with the in-laws and stuff like that. It, it's, and uh, you know, kind of what things that happen when other people stay at your house, you know, and uh, just kind of the hijinks that, that happen with all that. And then you get some animals involved and you know, it's just a fun time. <laughs> that cat had nine lives and you just spent them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta love cousin Eddie, man. Christmas Vacation is such a fun movie. It puts the biggest smile on my face. Like I love that intro and the animated, you know, the the animated intro with the music. It's so delightful. Like you hear it from far away, and you're like, "It's Christmas Vacation!" You get all excited, and just them going to get that Christmas tree, and I don't know, man. Something about like I remember Julie and I watched it probably. Like, for the first time together, we'd both seen it multiple times before. A couple of weeks ago, we've been running through a whole bunch of Christmas movies, which has got me in the Christmas spirit, which is kind of nice. Uh, it also helps I put my tree up on Halloween. Whatever. I'm weird. But, um, yeah, man, I, I got to say, this is the first time that I probably ever loved the movie. And so now I'm really happy to discover it again in a whole new light because it's a lot of fun. And... Uh, yeah, I know they made another one of those, but I think Cousin Eddie's kind of the main character in that one. So I haven't checked it out, but maybe I should. But, uh, okay, so you're two for two. What else you got? Uh, let's see. Something else that I watch. Well, I love to watch one, you know, it doesn't matter really which version, but I love to watch A, uh, a Christmas Carol. I love okay. that movie. That story, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge. Sure. Uh, visited by the three ghosts. You know, that's that's always been one of my favorites since I was a kid, actually. And uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to watch. I mean, there's there's like the the def I think it's like the definitive version is the one with uh, it's like black and white. Uh, it's got what Alistair is the guy's name, that actor yeah, I that think, plays. I think that's the original. I mean, there might be one from like 1914 or something like that, but. The one you're talking about, I think, is kind of the definitive one. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, and then then you have the one with uh, oh crap, what's John Luke Picard? I can't remember. I can't oh, remember. Patrick Stewart. Name. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. He was in one, right? He was like Scrooge in one, I think. He, yeah, I've never seen it though. Okay, yeah, I don't. I'm. I think I've seen it, but I can't remember. But yeah, I just love. I love seeing the different and it, I love like whenever there's like a story that's popular and there's like different versions. Sure. I love kind of seeing how each version plays out or kind of like what the ghosts look like in each version. You know, it's always kind of cool. You know what that reminds me of is kind of my love for Sweeney Todd. I love the Sweeney Todd story and there's so many different versions of that as well. It gives me the same vibes the way you described it. Oh, yeah. Well, I love Christmas Carol. I've never seen the original that you're talking about. I own it. And I meant to do it. It was something I was going to do when Julie and I had that Christmas podcast. Yeah, I know. Right, roll your eyes. But um, her favorite version is the one with George C. Scott. And so she showed that to me a couple of years ago while we were eating Jack in a Box. It was a good day. And uh, if you want to know how we spend our Christmas day, you know, Jack in a Box and Christmas movies, of course. But uh, that's a pretty good movie, man, the George C. Scott version. He's a good actor. Yeah. I knew him from The Changeling, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian thriller from 1980, but okay. Okay, so we got Christmas Vacation, A Christmas Story, Christmas Carol, 
Any other big ones? All right, so this one's going to be a curveball. I'm right. Oh, gonna... man, I was hoping for some baseball. Let's go. All right, so this one my wife actually introduced me to. I'd never seen this until we met, until we got together. It's called Love Actually. Oh, okay. Have you seen that one? Hell no. Okay. That's a rom-com. <laughs> go ahead. Tell me it's... about it. Yeah, but it's it's like hilarious though. I mean, it's got some really funny stuff in it. I mean, it's got some good humor to it. Just like, uh, and it's got it's got a cool story. You know, it's kind of like, kind of a few different stories, kind of all kind of happening at the same time, and they they they're kind of loosely related, I guess. Not really, but yeah. You know, but it's like I don't know. Like just reading on paper, I was like, oh, I'm gonna hate this movie. But I I sat down with her and watched it, and it was really cool. It was really funny. And I was really surprised. So yeah, I definitely that's one that we watch together every year. And yeah, it's it's really cool. So I definitely check it out if okay if you're like I know like yeah rom comedy on paper is like uh but this is like kind of more irreverent I guess and uh, just has some stuff that you wouldn't expect to see in like a Christmas like romantic comedy type movie. Nice. Well, yeah. I actually own it because. I bought this DVD that had three Christmas movies on it, and that was on there. And I've seen Love actually on a couple of lists before, and I think Johnny Staggs has even told me it's a good movie. Um, I know it's regarded really well, too. And it's kind of – it's one of those movies that's got a lot of people in it, too, right? Because, like you said, yeah. it's a lot of different stories. And Is Liam Neeson in that movie? Yeah, he is. He is, is in that movie. Okay. Is Hugh Grant in that movie? Yes. Yeah, see, everybody's in that fucking movie. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you know I was in that movie, but you didn't see me. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, okay, man, I was hoping. I was wait. I was like, okay, I expected one. Okay, I see where he's going, and then bam, love actually. I love that. That's awesome. Um, so here's so here's a more uh, probably expected one is uh, Black Christmas. Okay, yep. As we mentioned before, original Black Christmas. Uh, yeah. One of the slashers that kind of started it all. The inspiration for Halloween definitely still holds up. Slow burn, but very well done. Yeah, that's one that I got to watch every year. Um, there's one that, let's see, there's one that's kind of interesting. I haven't seen it. Well, I, I, anyway, we're just talking about favorites here. Uh, <laughs> well, sorry. I've already, uh, I've already outed myself. I love the original animated, the Grinch, the cartoon. I grew up watching it. It came on like TBS. We had cable for a short brief time and they played that a lot. And so I remember watching it and even though it's only a 25 minute movie i have bought it on vhs and i could just play that thing rewind it play it again it becomes a movie that you stare at it becomes a movie that works great in the background it's got good music and it's definitely my favorite of all of the dr seuss stories like you got cat in the hat green eggs and ham i love green eggs and ham but i love the book because it's sentimental with my aunt cat in the hat is kind of funny the mike myers movie is kind of weird kind of funny kind of weird uh but it comes down to the grinch i'm all about it i might even get a grinch tattoo i don't know last year julie and i went to um Home Depot, and I almost bought a six-foot Grinch. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was like animatronic. It was like 200 bucks, and I could have just thrown it on the credit card and say I'll deal with it later, but I was actually afraid it freaked my cat out. <laughs> so I was like, eh, I'm not going to do this because what if he like attacks it and breaks it? And so I didn't oh, get yeah. the Grinch. And so we went to Home Depot again this year. Like I said, that was last year, and I expected to see that Grinch again, and they didn't have it, but, dude, I should have took a picture and sent it to you. They had the creepiest looking six foot Jack Frost I had ever seen. And I mean like the mythological Jack Frost, not like the actual snowman itself. I mean this dude looked like he was gonna murder you in your sleep. It was pretty awesome. Wow, that's cool. It is cool, but uh that's speaking of, um we talked about top ten worst Christmas movies ever made, Cordon Rotten Tomatoes, and number ten they said Santa Claus three, Martin Short played Jack Frost in that movie, so yeah. Oh, okay. So how about the Christmas classics? Like you got Rudolph, you got Frosty. Or do any of those hit home for you, or did you miss the Christmas specials? Um, I watched the uh, the Rudolph special and the Rankin Bass one. I, I watched that a lot as a kid. Um, did you ever lick a pickaxe and go gold? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. It seemed like there was something else I watched as a kid. The other day, oh. uh, Julie and I watched a very Brady Christmas. Have you seen that the Brady Bunch Christmas movie from the eighties? I don't think so. I don't know if you I mean, like Brady Bunch, but it was kind of cool seeing almost all the kids, I think all of them but one, returned original actors with their families, and they had a Christmas special. It's kind of neat. It's definitely a made-for-TV thing. Oh, yeah, that's cool. 
No, one one movie I did watch, another movie I did watch when I was younger was Home Alone. That was oh, like Oh, there you yeah. go. Yep. Yeah. One that, and that's, two. Yeah, that's those are favorites, yeah. Good old Macaulay Culkin. Did you see that he recently got his Hollywood Star of Fame? That's awesome. I saw that. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I was very happy for him because, shit, man, we got both Home Alone movies were great. Uh, Getting Even with Dad, a movie that a lot of people probably haven't seen with Ted Danson, is great. Very heartfelt. And uh, Richie Rich was a classic. Like, you got to love Macaulay Culkin. He should have done, oh, The Good Son. I was like, he should have done a horror movie. Well, he did The Good Son. That's kind of a horror movie. Him and Elijah Wood, that's a pretty creepy movie. If yeah, kids freak you out. I've never seen that movie. I'm going to have to check you it out. you ever seen The Good Son? No, no. Oh, bro. It's, that yeah, inspired me when I was a kid, which is not something <laughs> I should say. <laughs> but uh, Macaulay Culkin showed his acting ability because he could be like a sweetheart kid and then totally be a nightmare. And uh, that actually reminds me, he was an Uncle Buck. Remember that John Candy movie, Uncle Buck? He was one of the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, McCullough Culkin did a lot of stuff growing up. I like to see him get back into it, you know, do some adult. I know he did a few movies here and there, but it'd be cool to see him do a serious role or something. Or maybe even break into, like, some Seth Rogen comedies or something. He could be fit for that. Yeah, I, I know he's done some stuff. Yeah, it'd be, like, it'd be good to see him do something a little bit more mainstream. Absolutely. See, so yeah, I'm pulling up my list. If you have anything else, you can say it. Otherwise, I'm looking one up. Right yeah. Now. So I mean, I always love to watch Die Hard. I know it's kind of an argument. <laughs> I know it's. I know it's kind of like there's this argument: is is it a Christmas movie or not? For me, you know, it kind of takes place at Christmas, uh, and I don't know. Like, it just kind of has that. It does kind of have like you know because you have like the office Christmas party going on, and so so like you know in this. I don't know. It's weird. Like somehow, for some reason, I relate that to Christmas, and uh, so yeah, I like to watch it around this time of year. That and like Lethal Weapon. Well, hold on a second. I've never yeah. seen Die Hard. Is that weird? Well, yeah, that's kind of weird. I've but, never seen you know, it. But I, I know you're not like an action movie guy, so I, I'm gonna I, try to be one because I want to do a whole bunch more stuff on the podcast. And I know Ed's a really big action guy. You guys know Ed the Undead. He always tells me I need to branch out more, uh, and he watches horror for me, so I might take some recommendations. But it's crazy. I always see Die Hard pop up on a Christmas list, and I'm never like too angry about it because I haven't seen it, so I'm, I, I, I can't argue. But if it takes place on Christmas, I mean, and then they do Christmas stuff in it for whatever purpose it's kind of a, that's like saying krampus is not a christmas movie yes it definitely is <laughs> yeah it's it's like they there's like a couple of scenes that reference reference christmas i'll say so okay and then what know. was the other one you said lethal weapon yeah lethal weapons uh, it just christmas happens movie? it kind of well so the the movie starts off with like uh, a christmas song i can't think is it rocking around the christmas tree or something like that or jingle bell rock it's it's one of those two it starts off the title. Yeah, and then like it merely proceeds with a woman jumping to her death out of a skyscraper, you know, a high rise building. But is that the first one or second one? That was the first one, yeah. Okay. I remember that scene. I saw that uh when I grew up and spent summers with my grandma, she had satellite TV. Do you remember the big satellites were on poles in your backyard? The real, real oh, huge yeah. ones look like yeah. Jody Foster from Contact type shit. I remember my grandma had that and I saw the beginning of that and then I was like, What the hell is this? I remember changing it after she jumped out that window. <laughs> like, nope. Yeah, but really there's not there's like and then there's like another like shootout at a Christmas tree lot, I think. That's cool. You know? Man, <laughs> see, Lethal Weapon is something I would get on Laserdisc and then watch it. So oh, yeah. Hard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm those those would be great on Laserdisc. I'm going to throw one your way cuz this is one that I recently watched and so when Julie and I went to visit the parents on the farm, there's a TV show that I've always heard of but never seen called The Waltons. Have you ever heard of or seen The Waltons? I've heard of it, yeah. Okay. And, you know, Julie and I watch a lot of classic TV, and some of that is like the classic game show channel, and like Me TV, Buzzer, and all that stuff. And there'll be commercials for the Waltons. And it blew my mind because when I showed Julie one of my favorite horror movies of all time, Stephen King's It from the 90s, the guy that plays the main character in that, not Pennywise, but is apparently John Boy from the Waltons. And I'm like, what? And now it makes sense when I heard that all these TV actors were in that It movie. And so I was like, well, shit, if he's in it, I'll watch The Waltons. Like, just because it's got somebody from It, I'll check it out. And so I was talking to her dad about it, and he's like, well, you know, The Waltons, the TV show, was based on a movie. And I'm like, wait, 
a movie, and you know me, bro, I gotta go chronological. I'm like, okay, hold on. You're saying a movie came out before a TV show. What's the movie? And there's a movie called The Homecoming, A Christmas Story, and it's a made-for-TV movie in 1971. And I took that recommendation. We came home, you know, towards the middle of August, and I searched this movie out, found it, and watched it. And this was a very delightful, southern, home-based Christmas movie, man. And so... Um, for anybody out there that knows the Waltons, you might know about it, but if not, it, the Waltons is not in the title. It was actually based on a movie called The Homecoming, and it's a really good, you know, feel-good Christmas movie. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, really familiar with kind of like the actors that were in it and stuff, and kind of the quotes like "Good night, John Boy," you know, That's stuff it. like that. Richard Thomas, yeah, yeah, but I've never actually, I don't think I've really actually seen an episode of the show or anything like that. Now, based on a comment you made earlier, am I correct to assume you're not a big fan of the Hallmark Christmas specials? No, yeah, I guess it's safe to assume that, yeah. I mean, there's like <laughs> 200 new ones every year. How do you not like any of them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I, you know, there, I, I should watch some of them because, you know, you never know. I mean, you like <laughs> Love Actually, so I'm just saying, you could like a Hallmark movie. Yeah, I mean, but aren't they all kind of the same story? Like a girl from the big city, like, goes back home <laughs> meets some farmer and they fall in love and start a alpaca ranch together or something like that i don't know uh only half of them okay <laughs> the other half is the guy comes from the you know and he oh, goes yeah. to the country. <laughs> but uh no i've seen a handful of them and you got to be careful some of them will make you cry because they be doing stuff that you're like i didn't want to see this this movie's too sad but there's some out there that i did really like there's one called small town santa and I might be recommending it to people. I don't know. If if you kind of like that Hallmark, uh, definitely cheesy, made-for-TV movie, but that just works. I watched it because Dean Cain's in it, and Dean Cain played Superman from Lois and Clark, you know, uh, or I guess he played Clark Kent, but well, he played Superman too. I mean, spoiler. <laughs> but if you didn't know Clark Kent was Superman, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a definitely made-for-TV Hallmark vibe type thing, uh, but it really works. But what blew my mind was the woman in it, his love interest in the film, is played by, I didn't write her name, but she was a an, an kid actress in that show Step by Step. Do you remember that TV show from the 90s, Step by Step? Yeah, didn't that have Patrick Duffy in it? It does, and then Suzanne <laughs> Summers, right? Were they, yeah, uh, Suzanne, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, the, one of their kids, the younger blonde girl, is hmm. the woman in this movie, the love interest in this, so her and Dean Cain, and so it was just kind of cool for that. But uh, it's called Small Town Santa. I don't know. It, it was fun. Uh, he arrests Santa Claus. I'll just tell you that. Oh, <gasps> Okay, I just gave myself another one, but I don't want to steal the show, even though it's my show. Do you have another one for me, or? I think I'm about done. I mean, Ernest I can't Saves like... Christmas. Oh shoot! Come on, that's right. Yeah, Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I said he read Santa tells. Claus. Hold on, oh dude, <laughs> I love some Ernest. I'm not gonna lie. There's like the Hell four yeah. iconic Ernest movies: Ernest Scared Stupid, Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Goes to Jail, and fucking Ernest Saves Christmas is so awesome. <laughs> Air breaks. <laughs> that's right. Hey, how would you feel if I told you I have all four of those Ernest movies on Laserdisc? Oh, that's awesome. Hell yeah, I got them all in a half price books. They were like $4 a piece. I was like, yes, please. Man, and, you scored. <laughs> uh, I did score, yeah. I um, They had little hole punches in them, and I took it to church. But uh, yeah, I had my son who had never seen Ernest uh, watch all four of them. I'm like, you're going to watch them on Laserdisc. And he's like, but they stream here. And I'm like, Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, it's just really cool. I love the big – the thing about Laserdisc is the really giant album art. And then it's so funny. I talked to – a lot of people and I'll mention it and they're like a what? I'm like a laser disc and they think I'm making it up Andy the, the faces they don't believe me and so I'm like okay you know what a vinyl is like a 12 minute like yeah yeah I'm like okay what if I told you that was a movie they're like what do you play it on I'm like a laser disc player <laughs> like nobody knows what I'm talking about then they have to go google or youtube it and then they see and they like that was a thing and I'm like that was before dvd bro but um yeah laser disc yeah. is fun I don't want to pay too much money but I- I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something right now. I got a couple of Laserdisc movies that I've paid like a hundred bucks a pop for. Not gonna lie. Wow, that's Halloween cool. two cost me a hundred dollars, and I was happy to pay it because that's one of my favorite horror movies, if not my favorite horror movie, bro. Yeah, that made that. 
I, I, I'm not judging you. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, when we did our Halloween 2 podcast, Selfish Plug, check it out. I watched that movie twice that day. And uh, what better way than Laserdisc? But, man, I have a lot of fun with these Christmas movies because it's something that can kind of escort you into the Christmas spirit. But if nothing else, just a lot of fun. And, yes, some of them are a lot alike. But then you get into, like, the Christmas horror movies and you get some differences. Yeah, and there's there's quite a few Christmas horror movies. You wouldn't think that, you know, that you wouldn't think that. You know, it's not your first thought is to watch horror movies at Christmas, but there is quite a good selection of them, actually. Did you see that Terrifier 3 is going to be a Christmas movie? Oh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, dude, if you haven't seen the poster, it's incredible. You have to Google it. Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, of course, like you, love Black Christmas. I really like Krampus. I think Krampus is a lot of fun. I love Tony Collette. But uh, I don't know, man. There's Troma did a couple of Christmas horror movies. I know there's like rare exports. There's some international Christmas movies. But I struggle to find which one is like my favorite Christmas horror movie. If anything, I think the one I grew up with the most was the Jack Frost, the mutant killer snowman. I remember seeing that on like USA Network, uh, the same place where I discovered Uncle Sam, the 4th of July horror movie. And those are just a good time. Yeah, Jack Frost is always good. Uh, it's no funny Michael when Keaton in this shit. No, no, that's funny though. Like, I had a friend like back when that came out, and like his his mom wanted to go see Jack Frost in this, so they thought that they were seeing like the Michael Keaton one, but it turned out to be the <laughs> mutant snowman one. <laughs> so, Did they go you know. see that? Yeah, I guess uh, I don't know, but yeah, it's funny because they got mixed, you know, the name mixed up, or they thought it was something else. Yeah, it's, it's just funny. The two the two movies come out about the same time. But they're like two totally different movies. That's crazy that the Jack Frost Killer Snowman movie even had a theatrical release. I man, if they brought that back, I would totally go see it right now. Julie's never seen it, but uh, yeah, that's gonna be one I'm gonna have to show her. She's probably yeah. thinking, oh no, and I'm like, oh yes, <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth's debut movie. That's right. This is pre American Pie, my dude. Not not <laughs> very much pre though, because they were pretty close together. But uh, yeah. Uh, have you seen Jack Frost 2, though? No, I haven't. So, Brian covered it on his uh, Terrible Terror podcast a couple of years ago, but it's basically, like, the same characters from Part 1. This is, you know, takes place after the events of Part 1, obviously, and they decide to escape for Christmas and go to, like, the islands. You know what I mean? Go on a, a vacation. And uh, let's just say that snowmen can exist in the snow, apparently, too, because when you're having fun making a movie shot on video, why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, Snowman in the Bahamas, sure. Yeah. Well, it it works because it's a mutant snowman, right? That's right. You know what one of my favorite movies that takes place in the Bahamas is? What's that? Jaws the Revenge. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) You like that movie? Yeah, it's it's always fun to throw on. Oh, those four... Dude, all four Jaws movies. Like, you have the first one. It's obviously a great movie. You have the second one. I love sequels, so it might be my favorite. But then you have the third one which is batshit crazy because it's in SeaWorld and it's in 3D and it's a lot of fun. It's got Dennis Quaid and you're like, what am I watching? And then the fourth one is like, Jaws swims halfway across the world because he holds a grudge. Uh, did you re- Man, I know we talked about it before. Did you ever tell me you read the book to that one? No, that wasn't me. Okay, well, did you know that there is a novelization of it and the novelization explains how Jaws the shark is able to do that? Oh, that's cool, yeah. I yeah, apparently it. there's like a voodoo curse that's put on the family, so it's put on the shark, and the shark, has, the shark has like mental telepathy, which is how the shark is able to always find them. And I'm like, I want to read this book. This is what <laughs> I'm talking about. This is a good show. Wow. Shit. Yeah, that's, that's uh, pretty interesting. Pretty creative there. I wonder how much that there. book goes for. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, as we wind down here, you know, we already pushed the 40-minute mark, but, uh, you know, Christmas – it's such an awesome time of the year, and uh, I don't get to put out as much podcast as I want, but I know as soon as the holidays come through, then uh, we're going to start putting these things out like clockwork. But, man, I want to turn it over to you for a few minutes because uh, you've said it, man. You've been plugging out episodes every freaking Monday, and just when I thought that you know you wouldn't put out more episodes than me, you've done it, and uh, you've covered some pretty fun movies. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's called the World of Horror Podcast. Uh, I switched up to weekly episodes. And, uh, yeah, just looking at some lesser-known horror movies. Uh, 
I wouldn't say Z-grade movies, but, you know, definitely B-grade probably. And uh, just kind of a mixture of different types of movies. Uh, you know, kind of the movies that you find on those Mill Creek 50 packs. I just, like, took one and said, I'm going to, like, talk about every single movie. On, well, almost every single. Because there's some movies on there that are really aren't horror movies. So I'm going to skip over those. But, uh, but yeah, for the most part, I'm going to talk about every one. So, yeah, I just released an episode on Monday. Uh, the movie is called Werewolf in a Girl's Dormitory. Um, it's an interesting movie. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's it's one of the, it's kind of a weird uh, weird movie. It's like an Italian werewolf movie, which there's not too many of those, and uh, and it features Roman Polanski's, I guess, probably first wife in that. So right, yeah. So, so uh, usually yeah. when I listen to an episode, I text you. But uh, as mentioned, work schedule's been crazy. I listened to that uh, when you put it out. Loved the episode, like all your episodes. But uh, love the shout-out you gave me at the end. That was very cool. But uh, it was giving me some vibes of She-Wolf of London. So if anybody has ever seen She-Wolf of London, you can know what to expect when it comes to a werewolf in a girl's dormitory and uh, how little werewolf there probably really is. But, uh, no, that's cool, man, and I love the stuff you've been putting out. You've been doing some Bill Rebane classics, and uh, as I always say, you know, there's a couple of those I really want to bring you on this podcast to do. We're going to have to make time for it. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. I'm, I've been a, become a Bill Rebane fan, a big fan of his. <laughs> Heck yeah, part of you too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thanks for taking the time to come on here and just talk Christmas with me, man. You have yourself a good day. Thanks, you too. There you have it. Christmas with Andy. <laughs> what you guys think? Uh, sorry it took a little while to get this episode out. Really tried to get some things last week, but uh, work's been crazy. And I'm sorry for saying that term so much, but it has been. But I'm sure your guys' schedule's been too, and that's why I wanted to put something out. So that way, for some of you that have long drives home or you drive during work, I want to give you content to listen to. I know I love it, and hopefully uh, you guys love it too. But, uh, man, I do love some Christmas movies. It doesn't matter the genre. Well, I shouldn't say that because there are some genres. I've never seen a Christmas Western. And does that even... Does? Holy shit, I'm getting tired. Does that even exist? I may have to look into that. But, uh, oh yeah, everything from like Christmas comedies to Christmas musicals. You got White Christmas. I'm not even a huge fan of White Christmas. Like, I like Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye and everything. White Christmas, I like the end of that movie, but it drags for a while. I like Holiday Inn a lot. Um, but they do the whole blackface thing in there, so that fucking sucks. If you take that out, it's almost a perfect movie. But, uh, oh yeah, for me, you gotta go Grinch. And I know I like the animated Grinch movie. Both of them that they did. Like, um, the one that came on TV, Love. The one that they released in 2018 with Benedict Cumber... Is it Benedict Cumberbatch? Is that how you say his name? Um... He great that one's Illumination. It's really good, and then the Jim Carrey one I need to rewatch because it's been a while. But we know fucking Ed loves it because we heard his Jim Carrey list. But uh, yeah, that it is what it is, man. And I just have fun watching Christmas movies. I have fun fun spending Christmas with the Juju because I, I love my Julie. And um, yeah, just have fun doing this podcast and doing some Christmas episodes. So hopefully, I can get another episode or two out before the holiday comes up. But uh, I'll let that be that. You know, you guys have a wonderful day. Be safe. And you're listening to the All Things Dave podcast. <laughs>